0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Quest for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Ed Slover, and I'm fiercely passionate about helping people become more resilient so they're better able to cope with the adversity of life. In today's episode, I'll be discussing ways to survive criticism. You know, those times in our lives when comments other people make to us or about us that are hurtful or even destructive, and how we can move past them quicker, and dare I say it, learn to thrive amid the criticism, I mean, there's no doubt that when any of us are on the receiving end of criticism, it hurts. I mean, unless of course you're robotic and generally don't give a rip about what other people think of you, but those people are few and far between. In fact, many of us are laden with enough self-criticism to knock over a bull. So when others criticize us, it compounds the hits to our self-esteem. And what it inevitably happens is that we lose control of our inner voice, because the noise coming from outside, those external voices drown that out. And the question is, how can we wrestle control of our inner voice to a place where we can minimize the distraction and pain associated with the external criticism in order to become stronger and more more resilient in the face of that criticism? And if we're able to do that, it allows us to survive the dangerous waters, uh, the the emotional wake you know, with our self-esteem and relationships intact. So I'm going to walk you through five strategies you can employ to remain in control, that inner voice. Uh, that So you can remain in control if and when, and there will absolutely be a when, you become the brunt of criticism. And it should be noted that each of these are absolutely easier said than done. So number one, resist the urge to criticize back when we're criticized when we feel attacked we feel that such an attack is generally unwarranted i mean in many ways we feel like we're on the receiving end of of an injustice in those moments it's really easy to go on the attack or to counterattack which is to say to lash out at the attacker ironically answering criticism with criticism makes us look like the criticism was justified. Now, I want to say that again, because this isn't a really interesting psychological concept, right? Answering criticism with criticism makes us look like the criticism was justified. And making matters worse, the criticism we launch with our comeback invariably leads to an escalation of conflict. For example, imagine your romantic partner complains that you don't respond quickly to texts. And you meet that criticism by pointing out how clingy they are or how controlling uh, they are in, or how you perceive that. In the counterattack, you've automatically invalidated their observation and made it about their character rather than their behavior, which is minimally unhelpful to your relationship. So what should you do instead? Inquire as to why your partner feels the way they feel that validates their feelings in the moment right and allows for a dialogue in lieu of competing monologues where all we're doing is perpetuating the conflict number 2 don't project your insecurities onto the criticism when we receive criticism it's easy to interject our own insecurities into the situation this is in psychological terms this is um, a defense mechanism called projection Where we place our insecurities on to other people by reading way more into the words that were said versus actually the intent of the message. Another way of saying that is that we have the tendency to overreact when something strikes a nerve. So for example, imagine a coworker believes that they are giving you helpful Uh, criticism. They're giving you a helpful critique. They genuinely believe that they're helping you, but instead you internalize that be that being overly harsh and inappropriate. And rather than hearing anything that is potentially positive from that critique, you'll feel feel their comments or some type of condemnation of your abilities and the interaction will invariably go downhill from there. So what should you do instead? First, thank them for their feedback and inquire as to how they suggest your work uh, performance uh, can, can you know, be improved. What should you do instead? Right. Try taking a position of humility. And in the moment, this is extraordinarily difficult, but try taking a position of humility and try to figure out what you can learn from the situation. Right. What, what I'm not saying, is that the criticism you that you receive in the moment won't sting. It absolutely will sting, but at least you may be better for having received the criticism in the first place. Number three, try to understand where the criticism is coming from. Okay. Very often people criticize others as a way of feeling better about themselves. Said differently, these people criticize you to make you feel worse about yourself, which in turn makes them feel better about themselves. And while this may be childish childish and immature, which of course it is, um, it's a thing. It's a thing even in adulthood. So for example, imagine you have a friend that constantly points out your inadequacies, Once you realize why they're doing it, you're better able to reframe the interactions, provided that you value the relationship. So what should you do instead of counterattacking? Offer them a kind word. Offer them a kind word without feeding their their ego uh, or their desire to be superior. You point out their strengths so they're better able to acknowledge yours. I mean, this will take time. This will take patience and certainly consistency. Um, And if it doesn't make a difference over time, you really need to reevaluate the relationship, which is to say the extent to which you value that relationship. Because if they're overly critical over a period of time, it's like, what, what productive value do they actually add to your life? And that's a fair question that all of us need to Uh, take stock of you know if we are in a relationship with someone that uh, constantly puts us down number four ask whether there is truth in the criticism now this one is extraordinarily difficult to do actually having to take an honest appraisal of whether or not there's truth in the criticism so um, imagine someone makes a comment about your appearance Maybe your hair is messy or maybe your clothes are wrinkled, or you just generally look disheveled. In the moment, it's really easy to perceive the criticism as an attack um, on who you are as a person rather than receiving the information as truthful or potentially truthful. So what should you do instead? Take a step back and assess whether there's any truth in their comments. So look in the mirror and see if your hair is messy. Look at your clothes to see if they are in fact wrinkled. For more consequential things, like work performance or academic performance or taking the path of least resistance, take stock of the person's courage in bringing up an awkward topic or the reasons why they felt compelled to offer a critique in the first place. Let me say that again. Take stock in the person's courage Now, if they're being critical to feel better about themselves, that's one thing. But if they genuinely are trying to be helpful, that requires a lot of courage to bring uh, those topics up. Um, I mean, especially when they're, they're not simply trying to feel better about themselves. So give some critical thought to that. Number five, try resolving the criticism constructively. Many people suggest using what is commonly referred to as the criticism sandwich when uh, offering a critique. I mean, so think about an Oreo cookie. You have the outer side of one cookie, you have the um, whatever the stuff in the middle is, they call it cream, you have that in the middle, and then you have the other cookie. So Oreo cookie feedback or the criticism sandwich is uh, um, is basically giving positive Um, followed by negative, followed by positive. And while this may buffer, you know, the impact of the criticism, the human brain is far too attuned to the negative. And emphasizing the negative risks conflict and or escalation of the conflict. So when we give feedback to an employee, you may offer what you liked about their performance, followed by what you wish to see going forward, followed by doubling down on what you like. So when you look at that um, illustration, you have like what do you like about their performance, that is a strength, that's positive, followed by what you wish to see going forward, that's the criticism, followed by doubling down on what you like, that's the positive. In the practical application of this, we need to be really, really careful with this. So instead of keeping positive uh, comments followed by negative, followed by positive, what we really should strongly consider is keeping the positive comments or praise or recognition independent of the criticism, right? Because including the criticism minimizes the positive impact of the positive comments. Let me say that again. When you include the criticism, it minimizes the positive impact of the positive comments. So if you keep the positive comments independent, they have more oomph. Now, if we need to offer critique, we'll do that too, but we'll keep that independent of the positive comments, right? So let the critique, let the criticism be what it is so the issue can, can be addressed separately, provided that it isn't mean-spirited or destructive, right? The reality is that we, most people try to buffer the criticism and they use the uh, criticism sandwich, they use the Oreo cookie feedback method but it ultimately, um, it ultimately loses the impact on the positive feedback that, that you're giving because our brain is simply too attuned to focusing uh, on the negative. So take caution when using that particular method. My suggestion is keep positive praise and recognition separate so it has more oomph. Keep the negative or the criticism separate so that can be addressed uh, independently. So as we move to wrap up another episode of the Quest for Life podcast, I'd like to share a recent example of some criticism I received. Now, I'm an assistant professor at a university in Southwest United States, and my experience has been overwhelmingly positive. The feedback that I've gotten from students over the years has been overwhelmingly positive, And I'm incredibly blessed to have the opportunity to have a positive impact in their lives. And a number of years ago, I came across this rating website for university professors called Appropriately Rate My Professor. And I don't check it often, maybe once a year. And what I did, um, I was chatting with a student the other week and I was asked, "Did you see your most recent rate?" My professor rating, and of course I didn't. And they're like, "Well, you got an awful rating." I'm like, "Really?" And and so I pulled it up. And what was what was interesting is, it wasn't Oreo cookie criticism because the second side of the uh, of the cookie wasn't added. But it started out by saying something to the effect of. Uh, he uh, Ed seems like a really personable guy, uh, he seems to care about his students. So that is a nice uh, and positive uh, review. But it went on to say something like, but if you want to learn about his ex-wife or his podcast or nutrition advice, take his class. Which I internalized right away as a mischaracterization of an entire semester's worth of Uh, of instruction and so like okay so i brought these things up once maybe twice throughout the semester but okay and then this person went on to write that um, this class was a waste of time and that the university generally doesn't have good professors so after learning about it and then reading it i'll admit that my ego was bruised i'll admit it I mean, whose ego wouldn't be bruised, especially if you take pride in uh, what it is that you do? But I didn't allow it to linger for very long for a variety of reasons. First, it's an opinion; it's not a fact; it's someone's opinion, and you know, I'm not for everybody. My personality isn't for uh, for everybody, and that's okay. It's it it's their experience, however they internalize the content that was being delivered if it didn't land well with them, that that's okay. The, the reality is that we have to be able to differentiate between opinion and fact. Now, we know that that is their truth, and that's fine, and my truth is mine, so we really don't have differences of opinion. We have competing truths, and all of that is okay. But in the context of surviving criticism, it's an opinion, not a fact. Number two. I don't need to justify who and what I am or how I go about my work. I don't need to justify that. I don't need to you know try to come back over the top and you know create my own rate my professor account and you know write a, a reply to that or however the, the the site works. I just don't know. I mean, the other thing you know to consider when it comes to rating sites is I don't know how to feel about them. I mean, you get positive praise and recognition because everybody loves you. You get negative because people don't like you. I mean, there's really no meeting in the middle on that. I mean, average ratings, just at least from what I've seen, just typically don't uh, occur very often. So I grounded in the fact that I just don't need to justify who and what I am uh, to them or really anybody else. And how I go about my work, I take pride in. I put a lot of energy and effort in. I mean, I, I know I'm not the best teacher in the world, but I know no one tries harder than I do to uh, make a, uh, a lasting impression, make an impact in the lives of my students. Number three, the criticism fueled me to want to get better. Isn't that interesting? I mean, criticism like that fueled me to want to get better. I mean, if one person feels that way, others must feel that way as well. I mean, if you think about that, and you know in marketing um, terms, for every one person that complains or for every one person that has a negative experience, research tells us that we there are roughly 13 other people that have a similar views on that. and and that's okay. And you know very often we get caught up in all of the praise and recognition that we get, and we lose sight of the work, and the, the, the toil that allowed us to receive the recognition in the first place. And so you know, positive praise and feedback compounded over time actually creates noise where we view ourselves better than maybe what we are. And we lose sight of all of the blocking and tackling that allowed us to receive that in the first place. So this particular critique has fueled me to wanna to get better knowing that if they feel that way, others must feel that way, uh, as well. I mean, whether they take time to provide, uh, you know, such a such a critique or or not, you know, those people that um, that I don't don't work, or I don't work for, or my personality doesn't fit with them. And so, knowing that, my next assignment is to figure out how to learn new and different ways to better connect with other people to better connect with more people and i mean after all we never truly know how we come off to people we just don't and it's feedback like that it's also feedback on the opposite side that are favorable that gives us some visibility into how we come off to other people and so i'll be faithful to my authentic self i mean i don't need to justify who and what i am I'll remain faithful to my authentic self, as you should, even in the face of harsh criticism. We do, however, need to check ourselves. We need to check our ego to determine how we can use the criticism we we receive to our benefit rather than having it wreck our self-esteem. I mean, this requires a shift in mindset. Um, It it requires us to really reframe how we can benefit from the criticism without feeling worthless in the moment. I mean, is it easy? No way. Is it necessary to become a better version of ourselves? There's no doubt. And doing so will not only allow us to survive criticism, but we can actually thrive as we push through and into the adversity of the criticism. And as always, it's food for thought, fellow questers. Please consider writing a review and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to tell your friends. Love to keep getting the word out. You can contact the show at thequestforlife.com. The quest, the number four, com. Thank you for joining the conversation.